0: bombing campaigns are continuing relentlessly of course what has america done you know the the leader of the free world supposedly the country that is quite literally responsible like most responsible for the bloodshed as the united nations calls gaza a graveyard of children what has the united states done oh uh, of course the most expected most maximalist racist position the united states government turned around Looked at 10,000 people that have been killed by Israel in the last 30 days with our weapons. uh, Saw that 4,000 of them were kids. 73%, more than 73%, are, are women, children, and the elderly of those who are killed. The United Nations is calling Gaza a graveyard of children. What did we do? Oh, that's right. We find extra money that we are sending with secrecy in a very unceremonious fashion. We found extra money for weapons that we are sending to Israel so they can, you know, more expeditiously murder children. And also on top of that, we censured the only Palestinian congresswoman. That's great. It's fantastic. Thank you so much, the United States of America, for uh, always being the absolute worst possible country that uh, we could be like the absolute worst. We might as well just pass the fucking zinky legislation to F- just like bar all Palestinians from coming into America or some shit because we're disgusting freaks we are disgusting morally depraved freaks and i don't even mean like john fetterman's goon cave okay like this is just a simple manifestation of that perverse behavior my man literally is just like you don't understand dog you don't understand i ride or die for this like like what purpose does this serve i saw a lot of people being like hassan i can't believe in your 45 minute coverage over the protest um over the posters being ripped and how you said that the purpose that these, pro, uh, these posters serve in America is to continue legitimizing Israel's bombing campaign and not necessarily because, like, these people are going to be found in America, obviously, or uh, to be a reminder, okay, because our involvement in this conflict is very different than Israel's own involvement in the bombing campaign. They serve a very different purpose in Israel than they do here in the United States of America. Obviously, these people... Should return, except the Israeli government is not necessarily making the necessary steps to return these people. And uh, and and John Fetterman is just like, no, you don't understand. Like this is, I'm doing this because like I did have a head transplant. Like I did have a head transplant. You don't fucking understand. <laughs> True analysis. The dick riding is crazy. House votes to censure Representative Rashida Tlaib over controversial remarks about Israel and Palestine. It's fucking disgusting. Two hundred and thirty four. People voted to censure Representative Rashida Tlaib over her remarks and actions in response to the Israel-Hamas war. Several Democrats voted in Republicans in support of the measure. 22 Democrats in general voted in support of the measure alongside Republicans. Some voted present. Very cool stuff is happening in the United States of America. Just like an incredible, incredible moment. Now censures have happened in the history of the U.S. Congress. I believe uh, one of the oldest censures, the second, the second censuring uh, process that ever occurred in the Congress, uh, was when uh, a Whig Party member had brought forward a motion for the abolition of slavery. So, just really continuing. The the uh the historic precedent of like using censuring using censuring in 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 the absolute worst positions possible, just like as a as a matter of historical record, just putting our names down to be like we're the fucking worst, dog. We are literally the worst. Now, what censuring is for those of you who don't know is a formal statement of disapproval in the form of a resolution that is adopted by majority vote. The term censure is not found in the Constitution, and the word does not even have to appear in the resolution itself. Um, But for those of you who do not know what that means, we can get into it a little bit further. It's basically for everyone to just be on the record of being a piece of shit. Uh, pretty much. Congress is not the only one uh, that censures people. Frank In October, fa- Franklin Alderman Matt Brown asked for a vote to censure former alderman and then mayoral candidate Gabrielle Hanson at the next board meeting. Censuring is just basically a, uh, a punishment. Uh, viewed as a last resort, a punishment of last resort, it admonishes someone for something that is perceived as a serious wrongdoing and informs the public of formal disapproval of the wrongdoing. Many organizations use censures on people, usually in leadership roles, but we mainly hear about lawmakers facing a censure. What does it mean, however? Well, censuring of lawmakers uh, comes just one step below expulsion and is usually triggered only for the most grievous wrongdoings. The most grievous wrongdoings. Like when, in a valid censuring, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia was up for censure over her past statements in support of fringe conspiracy theories like Jewish space lasers are fucking responsible for the wildfires in California. Gozar was censured uh, for the shit he pulled against AOC. Uh, it has happened, yes. Real cool stuff overall. Uh, wonderful. Just to put it on as a, as a matter of record, just to be like, we are awful dog shit sons of bitches who absolutely suck. Now, those emotions overflowed last night in the House of Representatives as it voted to censure the only member of Congress with Palestinian roots, Michigan Representative Rashida Tlaib has repeatedly denounced Israel's military response to the deadly attack by Hamas a month ago. Hey, good morning to you, Gail. This censure is more of a symbolic move, but it comes at a time when this conflict is forcing many people and lawmakers to take sides. I will not be silenced, and I will not let you distort my words. Michigan Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib fought back tears as she was censured Tuesday night for her stance on the the Israel-Hamas war. I can't believe I have to say this, but Palestinian people are not disposable. Like, they literally censured her for, one, saying correctly that October 7th is a direct consequence of Israel's maintenance of an apartheid state, which, of course, is uh, incredibly violent in and of itself and caused an incredibly violent retaliation. The inverse of that, of course, is to say, no, Palestinians are rabid, barbarian, brutal monsters. And that's the reason why October 7 happened, because they want to kill all the Jews, not just in Israel, but also all the Jews around the world. How dare you say that, like, Palestinians are are human beings who don't deserve collective punishment for the actions of a militant uh, group that is engaging in a violent emancipatory effort. That's completely unacceptable to to cast any kind of motivation to the actions of those who we have declared as enemy combatants is completely unacceptable even if it is not a justification which she would never give but simply an explanation to find a solution an actual adequate solution to the problem because everything that we've done thus far has been an abject failure everything that israel has done thus far has been an abject failure clearly if it worked, then October 7 would have never fucking happened. Mass surveillance, a blockade, and endless bombing campaigns in the Gaza Strip as the apartheid continued uh, and, and and people were brutalized in the West Bank. If this was a successful mechanism to ensure permanent security for Israel, then it would have fucking secured permanent security for Israel. Tlaib is the only Palestinian American in Congress and one of two Muslim women in the House. Mr. President, the American people are not with you on this one. She had increasingly come under fire since the October 7th attack and was accused of promoting false narratives and anti-Semitic rhetoric. In a recent social media post, she invoked the phrase from the river to the sea, which critics say is a veiled reference to the eradication of Israel. Yeah, everyone is like secretly, but also very publicly saying this. And it's not just like a very cynical, manipulative way to basically reinforced the narrative that like Palestinian liberation can only happen if all Jewish people in Israel are genocided. That is a reframing of a narrative that is not historically accurate. It's also pure projection, especially considering that Likud's forming charter also specifically stated from the river to the sea, this entire land will belong to Israel. I believe even had uh, some, some mentions of Jordan as well, but Regardless, there's only one party that is genuinely uh, working at, uh, to destroy all matter, all semblance of Palestinian life and culture in this area. And the other party is is usually just uh, a victim to that with some militancy in between, historically speaking. This is a call for the complete destruction of Israel. While Tlaib called it an aspirational call for freedom, it drew... This is so frustrating because it happens with every slogan. Every slogan is never met with, oh, who are the people saying this slogan? Let's listen to what they have to say. And instead, every slogan is met with, what are the people on the other side saying about this slogan? Let's hear them out. And let's only take them seriously. It's fucking insane. A slogan is nothing. It's just a slogan. It is a call to action. Only liberals, which by the way, unfortunately, every single liberal, every person in this country is a goddamn liberal, both on the Republican side and the Democratic side. That's the broadest majority of people. That's all they care about is the aesthetics of a slogan. That's it. Or what a slogan makes them feel. It's so selfish. It's so stupid, it's so ridiculous to have this back and forth over and over again, to be like, oh, optically speaking, this is not the best. Optically speaking, it's not the best. But yes, as I've said before, black lives matter doesn't mean only black people matter and white people don't matter. No matter how hard, first liberals under the Barack Obama administration, white liberals, white moderates, and then the Trump administration kept saying that Black Lives Matter meant only Black Lives Matter and White Lives Don't Matter. It's ridiculous. Everybody understands what BLM means. It's just a fucking slogan. The reason why I use it is because once Trump actually came out against Black Lives Matter, what happened? All of a sudden liberals got on board with BLM. They co-opted it, they commodified it. That's one other that's a that's a subject for a different day. But ultimately, that doesn't change what the actual meaning behind the words are and whether or not an emancipatory call for palestinians an emancipatory call for palestinians is just or not i want to also look at all of the other people who weren't censured for their sentiments just to help you develop a better understanding of like what kind of language and what kind of rhetoric is considered permissible By the United States Congress, whether they are senators or members of the House of Representatives, it does not matter. Let me pull them up, actually. You know what? I'm going to try to pull them up as quickly as possible. Hold on. Number one, Max Miller. GOP Congressman Max Miller said Gaza should be a parking lot. Let's pull that real quick. Tlaib has the, I don't even want to call it the Palestinian flag because... They're not a state, they're a territory that's about to probably get eviscerated and go away here shortly as we're going to turn that into a parking lot. That did not get a censure, noticeably absent. GOP Congressman Brian Mast said every Palestinian civilian is a Nazi and should be treated as such. And Brian Mast said this on the floor of the Senate or on the floor of the uh, uh, the House of Representatives. He said every single Palestinian is a Nazi. Let's take a look at that. As a whole, I would encourage the other side to not so lightly throw around the idea of innocent Palestinian civilians, as is frequently said. Uh, I don't think we would so lightly throw around the term innocent Nazi civilians. Comparing Palestinian children that at this point had died by the thousands to Nazis. Very cool. In the immediate uh, aftermath uh, or in the in the beginning of the the uh, violence That Palestinians were subjected to as uh, Defense Minister Yoav Gallant was calling them human animals and and considering this to be a siege and saying we're going to shut off their electricity and we're going to shut off their their, their food and power, which are all, of course, uh, acts of collective punishment and war crimes. What was U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham saying? Oh, that's right. He was saying we are in a religious war. Let's take a look. Just absolutely appalling, disgusting to the Secretary General of the United Nations, who I consider a friend. You said today we had to understand this conflict in a greater context. My Uh, friend, Hamas doesn't want us to state state two-state solution. They want to kill the Jews just like the Nazis did. I am tired of appeasing uh, the... Uh, Hamas, apologizing for them. This is not a land problem, a boundary problem. It's it's a problem of you cannot live in my world. My God determines that you die. Iran and Hamas believes that the Jewish people should die as a result of religious teachings. We're in a religious war here. I am with Israel. Do whatever the hell you have to do to defend yourself. Level the place. Leveled the place. Interesting. Uh, Did not get a censure uh, for that either. So, just so you understand, Josh Gottheimer, a Democrat, in a closed-door meeting, literally said, all Muslims are responsible for October 7th. Like, within earshot of Muslim congresspersons. They were talking about holding a vigil for all of the victims, and even including uh, Muslim uh, uh, clerics, like uh, imams, in this uh, multicultural diverse vigil, to which Representative Josh Gothheimer openly replied with, while he was talking to his buddy in the back of the room in a closed-door meeting, they're all responsible. All Muslims are responsible. They feel guilty for October 7th. Let's hear what uh, Karine Jean-Pierre had to say in the joint uh, press briefing with John Kirby, where I believe John Kirby also reiterated NSC, reiterated their position that there are not really any real green, li- uh, red lines uh, when it comes to Israel. But that's besides the point. We'll get to that later. Well, Let's that hear what she had to continue. say. Last night in a bipartisan vote, uh, the House censured uh person who uh, Does the president that that uh, was appropriate uh, that her comments justified that action so I'm not going to speak to the actions that Congress uh, takes uh, we've been very clear and any any other uh, resolutions uh, that include a censure we've been very clear whether it's a Republican or a Democrat that is for uh, certainly Congress uh, to to take action on and that is their prerogative uh, we've been you know we've been clear you've heard from uh, members of uh, see whether it is uh, the admiral, or whether it is uh, John Feiner, who spoke to this, that when it comes to the phrase uh, that was used from from river to the sea, uh, it is div- divisive. Uh, it is hurtful. Uh, uh, oh, wow. At least she didn't hit the it's anti-Semitic or maybe she's getting to it, you know, uh, to may- many find it hurtful. Uh, and also, uh, uh, many find it anti Semitic. And so, obviously, oh. we. Well, shit, dude. If many find it anti Semitic, uh, okay, never mind, dude. Uh, well, people find free Palestine to be anti Semitic, too. Uh, so, I guess we can't say that either. Uh, no, you can't say anything. You, you, you just, it, ridiculous. How dare you? How dare you speak for the emancipation of Palestinians when obviously, when obviously offering. Offering any kind of semblance of real liberal democracy and self-assurance and and autonomy to the Palestinians would, uh, would mean, would spell trouble for Israel. It would doom them and not just like doom Israeli civilians or Israeli citizens, by the way, doom the demographic destiny of Israel. The, the demographic aspirations that Israel has to maintain its apartheid regime or rather an ethnostate. The difference in this circumstance is that when people go, what about white lives against Black Lives Matter? Everybody understands that that is a laughable notion because white identitarianism is broadly... Because we are a majority white nation and white people uh, have been in power in perpetuity. It's a white supremacist country in general. Everybody understands that it's a laughable concept. But when you say what this is anti-Semitic, anti-Semitism is real. Okay, it's a real problem. So liberals' brains break a little bit where they cannot comprehend that this could be cynically deployed against any and every kind of of pro-Palestinian movement or pro-Palestinian sentiment. Problem is, anti-Semitism is a real issue. It's real. In my opinion, it's fucking gross to turn around and and weaponize a real issue that Jewish people face universally to cynically use it in defense of a ethnostate It is anti-Semitic to assume that all Jews unconditionally and universally love Israel, as we read in the Hasbara propaganda, uh, uh, you know, talking point manual that we were reading yesterday. It's so gross, dude. Israel is already bombing Gaza with impunity. It's just decadence for them to be like, we don't even want you guys to have a slogan as you toothlessly protest us. Yes, it is ridiculous that... Palestinians in Gaza have nothing. They're being killed. They just have to stand in the way and and get fucking destroyed by Israel as like every day there's another like Israeli brigade, uh, like an IDF brigade that's like, hell yeah, we captured our ancient beaches or there's like another defense minister or like some fucking Knesset member who's like, I cannot wait to settle the entirety of uh, North Gaza. I can't wait to fucking turn it into a parking lot. All this shit. We have to sit there and act like all of this is actually a national security concern, like a real national security concern. This time around, I promise, bro, this time around, it's real. We're, we're actually going to deal uh, with, with Hamas. We're going we're gonna to end it, bro. We're going to fucking bomb Hamas uh, out of existence. This time, it's going to work. Er, this is what I'm talking about, by the way. Meanwhile, while all that's happening, you can't even say free Palestine. You can't say any iteration of that. Even that is not permissible. Don't say anything, God forbid. I mean, don't even talk about the bombing campaign being unjustifiable. Don't talk about a ceasefire. That's anti-Semitic. Don't say free Palestine. That's anti-Semitic. Don't say anything. Nothing, nothing, nothing is allowed. I understand the point you're making there. That that river to the sea comment that she made, she tried to clarify. You're talking about the Jordan River to the eastern Mediterranean Sea, which would be all of uh, all of Israel. She said, "From the river to the sea is an terrifying. If Palestinians were free in that entire area that Israel happens to be occupying and oppressing, terrifying prospect, folks. I mean, imagine if Palestinians had democracy and rights. What would that mean for our demographic ethno-state project?" What would that mean demographically? What would that mean? I mean, that would be terrifying, right? I mean, Palestinians are are not real humans. They're subhuman. They're dogs. They're terrorists. And if they're terrorists, what would they do? They would probably democratically vote for terrorism, right? They would vote to democratically expel uh, all Jews. That's what they would do. We can't have equality under the law. That's why we just have to keep pushing the apartheid. We have to do a preemptive... Uh, genocide uh, hopefully to stop a possible uh, hypothetical genocide that is fucking not, ever going to happen, of course. That's the only way to stop it. It's a security concern. Sorry. Well, I'm not going to question her uh, intention or desire for peace, but uh, that statement from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, is a rallying cry. It is an aspirational uh, rallying cry, an aspiration for the destruction of the state of Israel. Yeah, how uh, the destruction of the state of Israel. The destruction of the state of Israel, which is a fucking apartheid state, man. Even from that perspective, like even, with, even if it, what he was saying is true, even then... It's, like, not a morally impermissible thing to say. Yes, the destruction of the state of Israel as an apartheid regime is not inherently anti-Semitic. It just means a destruction of the apartheid. This does not mean you have to, like, uh, expel forcibly every Jewish person that lives in Israel. It's ridiculous.